saying show it's me a beautiful day. You have a no, no, even dumb people say smart You are I can't now right now. Fuck out of my face. I'm logical, religion has non-religious answer. I'm a Mennonite. of chalk talk. Play devil's advocate. Welcome back. Welcome. You cigar smoking piece of white trash. <laughs> Tastes delicious. Doesn't smell delicious. I'm sure. Fucking smells like a cigar. I man, it's been a while since I've had one. That's not a. It's not a really a bad smell. I I have positive nostalgia with tobacco. So it's like a like a library. Mm, no, not really. It's got a library smell. All mm. cigars have a little library in them. I don't know about that. Yeah. I think all cigars have a little trailer park in them. No, they got top G in them. It's like me. Uh, Let me free. We're a failed society. This was planted on me. What colors your Bugatti? We need to make a, a parody of that parody. A parody of a parody? Yeah. A double parody. It's like double jeopardy. <laughs> Except you don't win any money. What Just is, a lawsuit from Mr. Beast. What, what is double jeopardy? Double jeopardy is you can't convict someone on the same crime twice. I was thinking of the game show. No, there's like a law. If you're if you're found innocent in a trial, they can't charge you with those same trial charges, even if they find new evidence. I don't know. I think that's a thing. That's useful. <laughs> Great. I love giving you ideas. Good to know. Always ends well for me. It will. As long as you keep your fucking mouth shut. If you would try this cigar. I want to, but I just, you know, ate a lot of food just then and yeah. all the beer and Red Bull. Yeah, you ate faster than I did for the first time like ever. Yeah, yeah. I was hungry. You had like five slices or I, four. I was really angry all day. Why? And, yeah, all kinds of reasons. All kinds of reasons, Yeah, huh? but super angry all day. And so I think I burned a lot of energy. I've had a good day. I've had a good day. I didn't do anything. I just drove and tried to go to the DMV. I tried to make uh, lady fingers. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. It Let me was. tell you those. It's not a lot of ingredients, but whiskin whiskin's hard as fuck, man. Like <laughs> it's supposed to be on a stand mixer on high for seven to 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Get a fucking mixer. No, I'm not a bitch. Finance that shit through Best Buy. I don't need to finance anything else. Are you financing other things? Computer, dental program. Because eh. I want nice teeth as I destroy them with a cigar. Yeah, a little counterproductive, but hey, a positive and a negative make zero. All right, that's how that works. All right. Yeah, no yeah. change. Exactly. <laughs> but then you're it. drinking a beer, so yeah. now well, that you've protects introduced teeth. another negative. Mm, definitely not. Not sours, buddy. Definitely not sours. All right. I'll give you that. Sours, maybe not. Sours Loaded are so good, with though. citric acid. <laughs> Isn't that like one of the core components that... No, sour beers come from a bacteria that's oh, put in it. Oh. Um, but it definitely makes it way more acidic than most beers. Yeah, true. True. I'm going to save this for later. What? My, my cigar. Oh, well, I'm sure my lungs are thankful for it. <laughs> yeah, it started burning a little sideways. Oh. So it did taste good, though. I yeah, tried it. It's delicious. So. It's a cheap little, like, $10 cigar. But mm -hmm. it was good. Mm -hmm. Oh, here. So I have a few 
Yeah. Predictions. It's been a while since we've talked, man. Yeah, it has, I guess. I know. I, I'm, I'm always <laughs> the one that tries to call you and you never fucking answer that. You're welcome. So, you know. I'm busy. You could at least just be like, hey, can't talk right now. I could. Like you used to. Remember when you actually did that? If I'm being completely honest, I don't. Well, you did like all year. Ah, <laughs> uh, what's until what's recently? Yeah, it's that girlfriend. Nah, She's taking me it's just away. You. Oh, yeah. I know what it is. It's that fucking piece of shit five. That's what it really is. <laughs> no, I haven't been playing that much. Mm -hmm. I really haven't. You played the whole Tom I, Clancy. Yeah, I did finish Tom Clancy. It's not a short game. <laughs> Sure it is. It's a $60 game for a reason. It, it shows how many hours I played. I bet it's a decent number. What do you think it is? Because I know Over 24. It is over 24. Oh, I'm sure. It's 35. Jeez. Hey, at least it wasn't two days. Yeah, and I... I well, I but it was like definitely split up over more than two days, knowing your sleep schedule. Yeah, I've been waking up at 10 a lot lately. I don't like it. Yeah. I need to get back. I go to school in two weeks. Yeah, on your birthday. Yep. On my birthday. But my girlfriend is getting me mission barbecue. She's getting me some bread pudding. Or she offered to make me tiramisu. But she doesn't have an espresso machine. Yeah, where's this this is like, the tiramisu thing? What's up with it? Dude. Is it a new fixation? Yeah, kinda. Dude, fucking tiramisu. I had so there's a beautiful oh, place. Awesome. Beautiful place called Milano's. You know Milano's. We had Milano's earlier. We had their pizza. It's delicious. It's the first tiramisu I ever had. I ate it and I was like, damn, this is pretty good. I like this because my parents used to think I'd hate it because I used to hate coffee. You know, so, I got a tiramisu, I'm pretty sure at Fahrenheit when we went. No, you got something fruity. You got some fruit thing. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember. Dom got bread pudding. <laughs> I, what did I, I got creme brulee, Dom got bread pudding and you got like some fruit tart shit. It was something with a bunch of fruit. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Uh, had fruit on it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, could have fooled me. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> you could tell me I ate fucking like bull testicles and I'd have been like, oh, I you, guess so. You remember that video I showed you of that guy eating a bull testicle? I know someone who ate a bull testicle. But do you remember the video where he like cuts it open, scoops it out? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, tiramisu. So I had it at Milano's and I've been thinking about it and I took Brie out to a nice restaurant mcdonald's <laughs> yeah no it's called 622 north it's in Beeberg, <laughs> and it's one of the nicer restaurants all, all around for two people at the end i did tape tip the waiter like 20 bucks it was 90 i feel like i'm just like being like blasted by the heat of a nuclear wind but being like wait there's a nice restaurant in yeah. Beeberg. right in Beeberg. you know right. it's not bad <laughs> i just saw that bag behind me <laughs> anyways uh it's not bad it's it was pretty good i got a really good burger. And I forget what she got a hot chicken sandwich. I think she got it. Cause I said it looked good. Like fried chicken. Yeah. Fried good chicken, choice. hot honey. Oh yeah. It was good. Can never it go wrong with that. Mm. And I had a tiramisu there. And while I was eating it, she looked at me and she's like, you can make way better tiramisu. Cause your espresso is amazing. And I was like, yeah, I could. And this is delicious. So I will make better tiramisu. <laughs> you know, I so badly want to make fun of you. Go but, ahead. Listen. But I, but I fucking love tiramisu. Yeah, and my, dude, it's going to be so good. And your espresso is great. My espresso so, is great. Mm, it's going to be good tiramisu. Yeah, it will be. I'll go to the store. I'll get like a little airplane bottle of some really nice rum. 
Yeah. To put like a good, you know, it'll only be like 10 bucks at most. Yeah. So I just add a good little spike to it, get a good, nice rum flavor in there with some really good dark espresso flavor mm-hmm. with homemade Better save me fingers. a little slice. I will. I will. We're going to, we'll talk about friends in a minute, but. Okay. Well, I want to talk about family real quick. Okay. So my grandfather's deterior- deteriorating. Yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> it's way stu- to put it. It's a stupid word deteriorating anyway he can't remember anything and uh it's all it's kind of sad because he's the coolest one in my family but you know for christmas going back i know this is like a month in advance for people listening and it's pretty close to that for us but going back to to christmas i got a video of him telling me my favorite story he has about when he got crabs just beautiful (laughs) i feel like you told me this yeah he uh so he didn't know i was recording him and he told me like um, one sex story from that time period. Yeah. And he was already laughing. And then we had mentioned the crab story. And then he like, while he's laughing, he's like, and one time I met this girl and she told me she had crabs. And I was like, I like crab. <laughs> he kept laughing. This is my favorite new video. And I'll have that forever. That's, That's all great. I care about. Yeah. I also have him reading the, the Christmas story from the Bible. So I, I get to send that to my family so they can listen to it when he's, you know. Oh, they don't know you have it? My dad's the only one because he saw me set it up. Yeah. But everyone else doesn't know. Is it your dad's dad? Mm-hmm. My dad. I've, I've, I've never met my mom's dad. He died when she was 12. Oh, well, yeah. That's a good or reason 13. for not meeting him. Yeah. You know, he's, <laughs> uh, he's been pretty absent. Real absent father. <laughs> what a piece of shit. I did hear he was kind of a piece of shit. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> oh, well. So I won't tarnish his name. But I've I heard will. some shitty things. My mom loved him, but her a couple of her sisters didn't. Yeah. But know, I, I don't know, know anything how about women him. are. Dude, fucking your friend Adriana. Adriana, if you're listening right now, <laughs> you're such a bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You came to us with a problem. And we gave you bona fide solutions. <laughs> and you know what your answer was? Just whining. Women. Just fucking. Every one of them. I just want to complain. I just want someone to complain to. <laughs> I love you though. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. I guess by this time she, she either has a job or not. That's wild. She was speeding earlier and I was like, I hope you get a speeding ticket. I told her that on the phone over and over and over. Yeah. She was going like the same speed that I was going. And then she got one. No. Oh, you got one? <laughs> no. No, no, no. I, I, I was like, she was going the same speed I was going when I got my speed ticket. Ah. And I was like, I hope you get one. I hope you get one. You know, I've only had one. I've only had one speeding ticket. Is that what friendship is? Is friendship just being each other's servant? Kind of. You know, I am still trying. That's I don't know that much about friendship yet. I don't know what it how to define it yet. Being each other. Oh, you don't. You can't define it. It doesn't exist. True. Define friendship without using the word friendship. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's pretty easy to. But <laughs> to have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. To tie back in then to friendship. Yeah. I realized this this past week, and You're I think right, I told you a little bit about earlier. <laughs> you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> You've never had a real friend, you poor little Pinocchio kid. Yeah, I know. I was like, hmm. Well, it's like I had lots of like quote unquote friends. Yeah. People that I would hang around or something. But I feel like I could never imagine having like an actual conversation with any of them. Like I just can't imagine that. I can't imagine them doing something stupid and me not holding it over their head for the rest of their life. Just like they would do to me. So it's like, 
there was never you couldn't like have any vulnerability. There was no trust. Yeah, no, not really. All my friends had trust. I never told my parents that one of them took his dick out in front of me, tried me to touch it. Never told them that I caught one jerking off. I did tell them that one of them shit in the yard next to us. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So that was like, so otherwise they didn't know. No. And you know, they figured that out because my grandma saw it and my grandma told my parents that my friend and I were shitting in the yard and they confronted me and I said, I didn't shit. I just peed, but he did. (laughs) And then he, I think he brought a weapon to school or the bus or something. And then I couldn't hang out with him anymore. (laughs) <laughs> but we had trust I had a friend who built a hidden blade like from Assassin's Creed yeah, that yeah. functioned and it worked he took it to school he got suspended yeah they don't like weapons in school for yeah. some reason I don't know why so weird you ever bring a weapon to school I brought a weapon to school yeah not for any reason I just not like a gun or anything yeah I had a knife yeah and I was like I want to carry it <laughs> this is my second amendment right <laughs> <laughs> If you have a concealed carry, can you bring it to a school? Like as an adult picking up a kid? I don't think so. That's gay. Yeah, I feel like no. What are you supposed to do if someone starts shooting up the school? Throw a shoot at them? Call 911. How do you feel about (laughs) teachers having guns? Because that's a big debate. Uh, I don't know. No opinion? I've never really thought about it. I mean... Think of the teachers you had and now give them guns. I think it would have been fine. I feel like one of my teachers would have played Russian roulette with the kids. I don't know. I, I didn't have as many crazy teachers as other people seem to have had. So a lot of people say, but then again, ha- I was so fucking naive. Like I just said, I thought all those motherfucking dumbasses were my friends. Yeah. So I was like, never naive. So I don't know. No, I, was, I was so naive. I was very naive. I was so sheltered and had like no access to the internet. And then all the friends that I had ended up like moving away. Yeah, and then I would just porn. and then I would just never see them again and had no access to communicate with them. So I was like, well, that's what friendship is. They leave. <laughs> and you know what my idea was a friendship was? I, I leave. <laughs> you leave. are the kid that fucked me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't know this. We were actually best friends <laughs> in uh, preschool. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you go to preschool? Did you have a preschool? Yeah, I did, too. I got my first kiss in, in preschool. The fuck? By Evelyn. Yeah, you got your dick sucked in preschool too. <laughs> no, I kissed her. I kissed Evelyn, but she was a whore. <laughs> she would kiss all the kids. If you caught her in tag, she'd kiss you. How do you remember that? I think I remember me- remembering it. <laughs> what? I rem like like I had the memory. That's for interesting. A- huh? I, yeah, I think I had the memory for a while, and then I remember remembering it but i don't really remember like i i can i can kind of see the playground if i really think because i know that it was under like there was a place under the playground like a cave like a bat cave for kids and i know that's where she would kiss people okay so breaking news we're gonna derail here because we just had to emergency stop the podcast. I would formally like to apologize to Adriana for making fun of you earlier for being a woman and having your job stuff because she got in a car accident just now. Yeah. And we're glad she's okay. Yeah. And her car will be okay. Yeah. For a deductible. 
Yeah. And the other person ran away because they were clearly at fault. Yeah. Because let's face it, you don't run away from a car accident <laughs> unless you're doing something you shouldn't be. Well, unless you don't have insurance. Yeah. If Which is literally breaking the law. It's basically the only law. Yeah. When you have a car, it's like, what do you need? And it's like a driver's license and insurance. At least some. Yeah. But we're glad you're okay. I formally offered you tiramisu, which you never responded to. So I'm not giving you tiramisu, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure I, this won't be the only See, time I make a it. nice person would have said, but the offer is still open. <laughs> well, by the time she hears it, there's not going to be any tiramisu. So what I'm saying is I'll probably make tiramisu again. Cause this is my new lane. Yep. Is specifically making gourmet tiramisu. Yeah, he has a new fixation so on the next fucking time, yeah. tiramisu. The next yeah. time I make tiramisu, you are formally invited to have a slice. But yeah, anyway, so she called me. Yeah. And I was like, decline. <laughs> and then she called me again, and I was just like, well, let she it texted ring. you. Let, I was let the yeah. second one ring. And then she texted me. And I was like, oh shit, we got to stop. Okay. Because, like, she, like, you know, maybe I should have known, but she has a habit. Just call it. Yeah. It's, it's like when I ignore you. you and know? she'll spam me. I'll spam you sometimes. You do sometimes. But not as hard as I should, that's for sure. I don't know. Sometimes I'll get like four calls in a minute. And I'm like, how does this even happen? Yeah, because it's always when it's like, oh, it's 10 a.m. And there's no podcast episode up. Where's oh, his man. commitment to making the podcast grow like he promised? I forgot that it was Sunday multiple times now. Yeah, it doesn't of, feel like because of Tom fucking Clancy. Because you're too busy no. wiping out imaginary Bolivian drug cartels. I've wiped them all out. They're Good. all dead. Fucking finally. But I just bought Call of Duty. And then you're like, I'm gonna buy Tom Clancy six. <laughs> no, all the other Tom Clancy's. I looked into it. All the other ones are multiplayer for the most part. Oh. And the other ones you don't get a team. Are there no other? I think there's other Ghost Recons though, right? Maybe. I think there are. But I That's think just most Ghost of Recon them are, Wildlands, right? Most of them are multiplayer. Oh, oh. And then some of them, yeah. you don't get the team, so you can't direct them. You just get the stupid drone. Oh, yeah, so the I love drone's the drone. pretty great. Drone's great. The team's pretty great, too, though. Yeah. Being able to assign Same them. Shots. Yeah. You feel so like a cool. badass. It's fun. It is fun. Kind of makes me want to buy an Xbox. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for sale, buddy. I you sold mine. It? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, Adriana, we're glad you're okay. We're glad you're okay. And I formally, again... If you want tiramisu. <laughs> I love how many times you're offering the fucking tiramisu. I really want people to like my tiramisu. For both of awesome. us. This if you would a, like tiramisu, I will give you tiramisu. Such a great fixation. I won't have. give you. She your, likes tiramisu. She was the yeah. first person that ever told me about tiramisu. I won't, I won't give her a whole tiramisu because the, her situation, her situation wasn't bad enough to warrant a full tiramisu. <laughs> It's a lot of espresso. <laughs> so it's like 10 shots. It's 10. It's 200 grams of coffee. Yeah. So how weird is that? That, that she's the one that first ever yeah. told me, introduced me to tiramisu. Yeah. All and now to, here we are offering one as a, a, a consolation tiramisu. <laughs> how many fucking times are we going to say tiramisu? <laughs> fun word. <laughs> it's too fun. Crash your car tiramisu. <laughs> It's like, it's like Hakuna Matata, like <laughs> tiramisu. Uh, instead Me of chow. coffee. Okay, so with car crashes, I think it's interesting that that happened tonight. Because I was going to talk about car crashes. I've never been in one. I know. Never will be. 
My yeah, dad's sure. never been in one. Yeah, you might not be. You'd be one of the rare ones. Just like you'd be one of the rare ones that if you got in a drunk driving collision, you would survive no matter how fast you were going because you're you. Can you still smell the cigar? Mm-mm. Okay. Do you think we're nose blind to it or do you think it doesn't smell like it? Probably a little of both. <laughs> Sounds good enough for me. But yeah, you so, were going to talk about car crashes. Yeah, I was thinking like, so first, I'll just give a disclaimer. We cut out a very large portion of the episode just now, and it's going to be on Patreon. So if you want to hear Alex tell a bunch of crazy, weird-ass Bible stories, <laughs> and how, go. how we got there is almost funnier than the stories. Completely random. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It came right out of the tiramisu thing we just talked about, so you'll hear that. Yeah, but the the space in between what you last heard and the Bible stories was about ten seconds, if if that. Yeah. So, uh, you should go check it out. So, speaking of Christianity, at one point, you know, I made a prediction right a while back where I said. In the next 50 years, there's going to be like a major shift, um, schism within Christianity. And it's going to be, because, you know, that's happened thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times, you know, and it's usually because of little stupid differences that don't mean shit. But this one is going to be like a big one. One of the big ones, like Catholic Catholicism into Protestantism type of level. And it's going to be involving AI where I think if and more likely when AI reaches a level where its intelligence is nearly indistinguishable from that of a human, mm-hmm. there's going to be a whole like denomination of Christians who say that AI is just an extension of God's creation and that it is like a living soul and it does have its own like independent autonomous thoughts and feelings and they can in fact go to heaven. And then there's going to be a whole other group of Christianity who says that AI is like either not human and it can't go to heaven or it's like the thing of the devil. Probably you, both. You all know three, why I really. don't think it's going to happen? Why? Because we don't do that about animals. Yeah, I know, but animals don't compare to us in intelligence. There, there are going to be people who are convinced on their fucking life that AI is on their level 100%. That it can't, that its thoughts and feelings are actually real and that it deserves its own autonomy. Like there will be instances of like AI cruelty and there will be campaigns for AI rights. And I'm guessing 50 years before there's something like that where there are groups of Christianity who are on both sides of the issue who are like AI is it's as intelligent as us and it does have its own soul and it's wrong to be cruel to it in, a, in, a, in a similar way that they are with people. What if AI flops harder than NFTs? Mm, that's not going to happen. Oh, AI has been around for 20 years and it just gets yeah. better and better and better. What's it's, the next step? Every single person with any piece of technology at this point, even a car, is using artificial intelligence in some way. But what's the next step? How, how smart does it have to be to compare? It has to be able to process data on its own in real time with visuals. That At that point... <laughs> It will be something different, which is what I'm going to tie into here involving car accidents. So we've maybe talked a little bit in the past about Stephen Wolfram and the concept of computational irreducibility. We'll go into a a little bit of metaphysics here. And you know what it is, right? Not really. Well, basically, he says that everything in 
existence overall is what he refers to as computationally irreducible, meaning it is a system that cannot ever be fully understood Mm. because you can never be farther ahead of the universe than the universe is ahead of itself. You know, like you you can't predict, you can't jump ahead of the universe because it's finding out the information about itself as fast as you are. And you're like behind it. So because we are in this system, like computate this computational system, he's basically saying that it is like a system of information and that within this larger system of information, there are all these other smaller systems of information. And what we are doing with our specific parsing of this entire system is picking out the details that are relevant for us to be able to have something that is computationally reducible to be understood. And that's things like the laws of thermodynamics. That's things like gravity, things that in this vast, you know, collection of interplaying chaotic nodes, we can parse something meaningful that is at least consistent due to our understanding of what those things mean. And basically, because you believe that there's probably life elsewhere in the universe, right? Oh, yeah. In some sort of capacity. There has. I, well, I guess there doesn't have to be, technically speaking. Yeah. But, but like, it would be absurd to think that there isn't, right? Yeah. How many, how many, gal- there's billions. Yeah. Yeah. Galaxies. And that's just what we know with our very limited well, I think abilities. I think there's billions of galaxies within our, or sorry, billions of solar systems within our galaxy and billions of galaxies. Okay. Yeah. So, like, right, the Milky Way is a galaxy, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, th- I thought there might be another word. That Dom's going to come here and just shoot you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> What's a universe? First off, I don't like when people say multiverse because that's Marvel, dude. Universe. <laughs> no, people talk about quantum mania. The u- universe is supposed to mean everything in existence. So you can't have multiple everything in existences. Yeah. True. True. I but agree. I think there should be another word once we find out. Yeah. You know, so basically because we are a part of that system, we can't predict it. We, yeah, we are computationally reducible beings trying to understand a computationally irreducible system. Like there is no amount of processing that could determine a rule that would predict it because if you had that rule, then you would be the universe. Cause it's, it's not able to unfold faster than it is happening on its own. Like, and, and so, unless it's predictable and, and well, he, predictable he's system. trying to find like a fundamental theory yeah. of physics. We've been trying to find Einstein was trying to find that that way back when. Well, I think Wolfram might be the closest one. So right now to figuring out he like very well might be like, because of, I, don't know I, I can't remember him, so I can't. what the thing that he used to that, that like led him down this path of realizing that, like, I mean, I think personally he has single handedly disproved the, the entire bullshit theory of creationism. Nope. Not that there's no God. There, there very well could be a God. There's no point in even debating it because, you know, you're the one making the claim, so the proof's on you. I'm not making a claim. I have proof. The, the universe was not created in the fashion that, he's, that people say it is, but... Oh, fuck. Um, it was made in seven days. Okay, so he's... Like, people always say that thing, like... You couldn't throw a bomb into a printing press and get the Declaration of Independence. You like, could. That's bullshit thing where it's like a sim- a complex system cannot arise out of a simple fundamental rule. And 
I can't remember what these things that he used, this sort of like graph thing. That's like a simple computer program that involves like squares on a grid being lit up or something like that based on like conditional parameters, like a simple rule. Something would be like light up the square, you know, on a chessboard. It'd be like whatever. I don't even know. Rook one or some shit. I don't know. Rook a eight. Yeah. Well, something like that where it'd be even more simple, like where this would literally just be like, you know, a, B, C, D on one axis and then one, two, three, four. That's on the other. chessboard. So it'd be like a one. Yeah. And it'd be like, if B one is already like colored, then turn a one off. And it's like just a switch basically on or off. And so a simple rule will then cascade down this pattern and create all these different shapes. So the more complex you make the rule, you know, adding in very complex math and such, you can have a quote unquote simple rule that can make a pattern that you can never actually predict when you get down to like square 1 million two, you know, Mm -hmm. like a 1 billion or some shit like, and the challenge is like, okay, how far can you predict this before it does something you can't expect that you're not able to account for? And it always gets to a point like that, basically showing that a very simple concept, my head, I doubt it. I don't, I don't believe you math head. It's just physics. I, Hey, I I haven't taken a physics course in forever. And we'll get into some more philosophical discussion of this. Also, I do want to get into something philosophical about chess and the time of the universe. Okay. Possibly, but we're, but it's very, it will tie into this. Uh, so like this is more of the abstract type of physics and, I, I like this type of stuff because it is like an interesting thought, but what his concept there proved is that a very simple rule can yield a very complex result. And his theory is that through enough boiling down of, the, you know, by making more and more components of our understanding of the universe reducible and developing something that can be, you know, replicated, then we will potentially be able to find a rule that actually explains everything. His theory is that there's basically like big bang on or something like that. There's a rule that is operating in some way. Mm-hmm. And you know, the rule could be like thousands of pages long, an equation that is, that is so complex that it's almost impossible to understand. And that's what makes it difficult to find that rule. So it the way a simple rule, it could be just like, cause uh, like we just said, a simple rule can yield a very mm-hmm. complex result if given enough time and space. E equals MC squared. Very simple rule. Yeah. Killed millions. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Simplicity, Christ. buddy. You want Fucking another hit? Hell. Sure. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you enjoying this podcast? We fucking know you are. I'm sure they could enjoy it even more, though. <sighs> All right, you negative asshole. I'm sure our lovely audience could enjoy it more by checking out our Patreon page. Ah, yes. Well, look at you solving problems. We've got multiple tiers to choose from, so there's not really any financial pressure. Thank you for that. And uh, whether it be (laughs) early access to episodes, bonus content, exclusive Patreon-only merch, or just listening to Ben and I ramble about the different types of orifices in the human body— our Patreon has a large variety of special content for very special people. Plenty of rambling. And don't forget, you rambling asshole, that that's far 
from all we're offering, we are creating video and audio comedy bits for TikTok and everything. Fuck TikTok. Fuck TikTok. Giving access to behind the scenes content and occasionally bringing on the coolest fucking guests ever amongst many other things. To check all of this out, go to patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. Again, that is patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. And maybe, Ben, if you weren't such a disgusting pothead, you would have remembered to say that not only do we have Patreon exclusive merch, but we also sell a shit ton of merch to our general audience on our website. Yeah, no, maybe I should have remembered that because that is the best way that you can support us aside from subscribing to our Patreon. But you can check all of that out on our website, which is www.therealdevilsadvocatepodcast.com and find us on any of our social media platforms or streaming platforms with the tag The Real Devil's Advocate Podcast. And again, that is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.thereal.devil S-A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Jesus. Autism. So, I will tie this now into, this is how that's going to connect to the whole Christianity thing. Because my previous prediction was that thing with AI. And then today I thought, I was like, it might even be, there might even be further schisms within those denominations yeah. just like puritanism, pur- puritanism yeah. broke up into a hundred different things yeah where it's gonna be like i am now predicting on top of that that in some capacity i'm not gonna say to what degree but that ai is going to be able to predict the future in in the same way it can predict language or things like that yeah, it ba- can, based it can, on some sort of rule it can't fully predict a car yeah. crash but it's close to predicting you know it can, it can predict but well maybe because i think the high i think of the highway as like an information system and all of these different things are just different forms of intelligence and their version of intelligence is only computationally irreducible to us okay this is actually to really ties it in with there being billions of galaxies and there being other life on another planet wolfram's idea is that their understanding of physics could be so fundamentally different from ours that we just can't understand it Mm-hmm. Because they're, because like the things that we are parsing out of this potential, this comp, this te- this computational system of possibilities, we're only taking the things that are relevant to us. And it's like a question I've posed to you before, where it's like if I ask you right now, what's going to happen in this room in the next few seconds? Obviously, we're going to sit here. You're going to smoke a cigar. Yeah. I'm going to blab on about metaphysics and drink a beer, and then probably hit this dab cart in a little bit. It will be some combination of those things, but we are obviously leaving out the billions of subatomic interactions that occur yeah. throughout this whole process what, in every single component. Us. So when we ask questions like that, the only things that are relevant to us are the things that are relevant. Like, to us. Yeah. So it's, it's what we yeah. are parsing out of this system that makes it meaningful. Yeah, and so I would like I, to- So our parsing of that system could be radically different from what another being is experiencing. And, you know, even to the point of like a dog, what's relevant to the dog is not in any way relevant to what the person is seeing, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are like, if you you know, we consider them a lower intelligence, right? Mm. But maybe it's a different intelligence. it's, It's exactly what it is. It's a different type of intelligence. Yeah. You throw just about any dog out into the wild. If it's, a not small dog 
think he'll probably survive longer than most people. Yeah. And it's, so it, can, it will pretty much always be able to run faster than you. Yeah. It will always like, it yeah. will always have a stronger bite force than you. But I do want to add to the whole physics being different on a different planet. Cause I've heard this thing, uh, where people have debated and I don't know if it's a philosophical idea, but it's just a thought experiment, I guess, where anytime we speak of aliens and their evolution, we always think of it in terms of how we evolved, but it could be such a different idea of how they evolved in any way. Like at some point when humans were making things, we were like, if we put big boom things in big boom box and make it go big boom, the thing, the big boom boxes in goes, goes in a direction. Like that's how cars are. That's how a missile is. We just put big boom thing in a big boom box and make it go big boom. And that's how we move things. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the, my Bible translation to normal things. <laughs> that's totally making fun of it. Like, no. Well, okay. It is a funny kind of way to, to put it anyways, but they might not have had the big boom thing. They might have another way of movement. They might have may have found a different way to advance. Their evolution could have been different. They they could have a completely different idea of how things work because they evolved different than us. Yeah, their biological composition could be made of completely different particles than what we are. Yeah, because life to us is considered carbon, carbon based. based. And they, they could be made of some sort of metal. Whoa. Like Imagine And the way the metal, it works dude. is something that like Do they pee Oh, we're like, well, that wouldn't work because that's what we know. Isn't that interesting that all of these things are different types of intelligence, including artificial intelligence? And what I, you know, what interests me is when people talk about the multiverse and I've already given my, my brief, you know, hatred of the term multiverse, but (laughs) maybe that we come up with a new term that really means everything. Yeah. But people talk about the multiverse as in, we live in this universe and there are universes outside of it where all of the physics behave differently. It's e- yeah. It could be equal sized, bigger. This might be a small universe, a big universe, but there could be other ones where none of our rules of physics apply. Exactly. That blows my fucking mind. I know. And it's, and I, I think that it is a very mind blowing thing, but I think it becomes slightly more graspable with the principle of computational irreducibility. Because then, then you understand that our understanding of physics is what, is only relevant to what we need to be able to parse something meaningful out of that system. Yeah. Like we only take what we need to be able to piece it together because anything else, you know, to us, it's completely irrelevant. If there are those billions of atoms moving around right in front of us, we're not, you know, aware of that in a conscious way at that moment. And it's not even relevant specifically to what is happening in that second, but to another being that could be like something that's, completely intrinsic to their way of operating or understanding physics and what we see is not. Yeah. Especially if there could be like another dimensional being, like a four dimensional being. I don't even know what that means, but so four dimensions, the, the only way I can describe it is a line is one dimensional, right? Uh, the idea of a line, because obviously everything has thickness to a degree, but the idea of a line is just a point to a point, one direction. It's one dimension, two dimension, is made up from two one dimensions that are connected. That way you have length and height. Yep. Three dimension is, I think it's- with depth. Yeah, it's with depth, but it's made up of two dimensional. It's made up of four different two dimensional things, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have four 
right? Four squares or six? Six. Three dimensions is made up of six two dimensions. So every side of a three-dimensional object is a two-dimensional object. Yep. Each side. So a four-dimension would mean every side of a four-dimensional object is a three-dimensional object. So every side to a four-dimensional oh, yeah. square or a four-dimensional cube, every side of it would be a cube. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Interesting. And it could be an exponential thing where it really does start to matter where, uh, where those atoms are going. And that, because that could be just part of one of those part. Anyways. Yep, exactly. It's too much. So. I like my cigar. Yeah, see, I think you understood everything I was saying just fine. So you understand that. So, with all of that said. I understand nothing. I understand nothing except how good that fucking cigar tastes. It tastes so good. It's so good. Big plank go boom, boom with fuel. Like and a monkey. happy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so to yeah. connect that back to the Christianity thing first is Which that, I, I, again, we didn't talk about Christianity in this episode. No, I mentioned, Oh it. yeah, you did. You did. Is that that's right. The, the further splintering of those two schisms regarding AI being human or not, is that when AI can predict the future in any meaningful way, there will be new hoax people who are like, I have used AI to predict the exact day that Jesus will return. Yeah. And there will be a whole flock of like Christians who follow this person because they believe that they have actually used an algorithm to determine what day Jesus will actually return. Yeah. And then I think there will be like a whole other group of people who argue against it and say that AI can't predict the future. Only God can like yeah. prophesy. You're a false prophet type of deal. You're like servants of the Antichrist type of shit. It'll and be a new Mormonism. Yeah, there'll be a whole new splintering between not only whether AI is a child of God or not, but whether it can actually predict the future or if it is God even. That would be the extreme end of that spectrum that people actually just start worshiping the AI That'll as happen. God. And there'll be splinterings of that too. Maybe not Christianity, but... No, no, there'll be some other religion that forms yeah. out of it. And then maybe they convert Christians from it. Some of them, some of them will oh, believe sure. that obviously, but, and the ones that believe in the AI producing, it will be the new kind of new generation of Christians. And then yeah. there will be the fundamentalists. Yeah. Although the fundamentalist movement was a movement in the early 1900s. that was actually considered the fundament fundamentalist <laughs> yeah. movements. And that's what they called themselves. Anyways. Yeah. So with that said that I just was thinking about that on the way up here today, the AI prediction of the future thing. And it got me thinking if you laid out every possible thing that could happen on a graph called a Rulial multi-way graph, this Rulial space is what we exist in. And it is the thing that is inherently computationally irreducible at its core because we are computationally reducible. We can't fully understand the system because we are a node within it and our actions are also affecting that same system. So because we exist in it rather than outside of it, we can't fully ever predict it. But there are these parsings that we can make reducible and have an understanding of. So I was thinking, if there is a rule, because all these things, you know, even like atmospheric pull on the oceans and tides and like orbits of planets, these are like versions of an intelligence. Like these are all systems of intelligence in their own way. And they're 
processing of things is different than the way that ours is or not relevant to our understanding of it in necessity. And I view like a highway or a road system as a system of intelligence. Like it's, it's an information system that we have good models for at this point for how it might work, you know, traffic prediction algorithms and things mm -hmm. that departments of transportation use to estimate traffic growth over like decades, 20 years from now, even. So I'm thinking when AI becomes good enough to predict the future in that way, not like, you know, prophecies or anything, but would it be able to find a rule, an equation that is capable of accurately predicting what traffic will do in a situation to any degree, first of all, but not only that, but if it has access to this, you know, massive pool of data and all the averages of how those things will play out. But then not only that, but it also has like image processing and natural language processing and all of these things built in, in an accurate enough way that it can absorb the data in real time that it's seeing. Like it can, like self-driving cars, similar to that way. When that is commonplace enough and it can both draw on this vast pool of data that it has pre-curated, as well as all of the inputs that's, that are coming into it in the moment, what will the like percentage of accuracy for predicting what things will happen be? And how far can that rule extend into being able to predict what the system will do? That's what I'm curious of. Because people on the fucking road are incompetent. You know, real quick, you know what I think a very smart place to test that would be? What? Weather. What do you mean? Yeah, a weather system is a perfect example of one of these yeah. deferring versions of intelligence. It's a computational system that operates by a rule that we can sort of understand, but not fully grasp yet. Yeah, we still can't fucking tell when it's going to fucking rain. Or snow, like it might do this weekend. But lot. apparently it is. But apparently it's not. And maybe it's... Real quick, random tangent, and I swear we'll get back. Yeah, because it... Weather. Because, I mean, if all of these other things can be broken down into reducible rules that can be understood and processed, then these other systems must therefore probably also have some sort of rule that currently we are just incapable of understanding because the, the things that we would need to understand in order to be able to process it are completely irrelevant to us. And it's something we don't even think about because we're mm -hmm. like, oh, that's irrelevant. Life can't exist without carbon. So it's like, we're not looking for life without carbon. Well, I think a good, I think a good, but what is life? And that's it, where it turns yeah. super metaphysical. Well, I think a good ex or uh, example maybe would be the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Yeah. What is which that? Which is a big thing in physics and chemistry where you can know the, pos the position of a particle. You can know the momentum of a particle but not at the same instance mm -hmm. where both of those are reducible things. You can find them exactly, but not at the same moment. You can yep. do it very close to each other. You can find one and then the other a second later and, you know, formulate yep. what you think, but we might just, we just don't know where to look. We don't know how to, how to combine those. We don't know how to reduce it down to something. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. 
So you understand exactly what I'm talking I, about. I don't understand anything. You understand I'm exactly. <laughs> I'd rather get bit, bit by a black mamba than a turtle. <laughs> it's from a different thing. <laughs> I understand nothing. I want to be the dumb one. It's so funny when you just start pulling out all these physics concepts and it's just like, what the fuck? He's just hard, holding all this shit back. Yeah. Uh, principle. You read my paper on the hardness of water. <laughs> Remember that fucking yeah. thing? Yeah. By the way, shout out to Three Notched. They brought back one of the first beers. I think the first beer you ever liked. Yeah, it was. Well, Sequench was. Oh, Sequench. But you, you liked this one more mm-hmm. than Sequench. This was your first like love of beer. Yeah. Blackberry goes. We've talked about it many, many times. We've been waiting for it to come back and it's, it's back. We, I think we talked about it last episode. I didn't even expect it. I just, yeah, I just we happened to see it. it. And man, it is. Cheers. It's, it's barrier than I remember. Yeah. It is light. So light. It's yeah. Very drinkable. It, yeah. It's, it's just enough to be a sour beer. Mm-hmm. Like we, I think we talked about mead a few times ago and it was, it wasn't anything like a beer. It was like a fruit drink. Yeah. And this is on the precipice of if it was any weaker, it would just be blackberry juice. <laughs> but it is just enough to be considered a ghost. And it is 5.1%, which isn't anything crazy, but it's definitely enough to be a beer. Yeah. Five so Heineken's at five. Something. Yeah. Most light beers, you know, Heine's. Uh, <clears throat> I need to stop calling Michelob's Mickey's because Mickey's its own thing. Technically, <laughs> but I've never had a Mickey. Yeah. Anyway, the traffic, the traffic conundrum, the traffic information system. I think that there's got to be some sort of rule that can help figure it out because I hate driving, fucking hate driving. I hate it so much. And it's not because driving sucks. It's because other people are too fucking dumb to be on the road. And it's, it's those idiots in, in the trucks. We saw really, one that, earlier. That really get me thinking about it. And, you know, still, I, I want dis- to determine the rule. <laughs> the, or really yeah. just what the correlation between large vehicles and intelligence is. Or because least- it might be some totally unrelated like, aspect of that that I'm not thinking of. At minimum, driving skill. Yeah. At minimum driving skill and big cars. Maybe, maybe the DMV should make everybody take a test and record what vehicle they drive in. If I was in control of the DMV, that's what I do. I'd make everyone take a test, a driving test. Like, you know, when you turn 30, I mean, I bet the data is already there. We could probably Google the data for which vehicles get in car crashes the most. Well, yeah, but I just mean like a basic test, like which lanes, the passing lane, how fast do people generally go? How fast are you supposed well, see, to go? I, I don't even think there should be passing lanes. I think they should just all be passing lanes and everyone should just be able to use their fucking brain enough to process what's going on in front of them. Because here's the thing. I already think that I would trust AI to do a better job at knowing when to launch the nukes than I would trust a human because it's not going to be affected by emotions that are going to be the, the random unpredictable variant. And that's the random unpredictable variant that makes the system irreducible, that you can't predict a human's every single action because I of did. all these other factors that... Now, I am not 
and AI. But I feel like AI would look at it two ways. It would either look at it as we need to hold it off as long as possible until there is an imminent threat that could be a threat to millions in which we use them in a way to deny people. And that's one threat in which it would never use until a big attack occurred. Or the other way that it would look at it, which is they will be used one day. There's no way they won't be used. It is too much power to go unused. It's already been used once, so we must deploy them as early as possible. <laughs> and Possibly. I'm real scared of that first one. But that's like drastic, or not a, uh, that's like all or nothing thinking, though. It is. Where it's like there's only two options. It is. Because that's what we're good at understanding. That's what I'm afraid that the AI thinks. I don't think it will, because it'll know all of those parsings of possible things. But it needs a rule to determine that. Like, because it might, it might be that one cell outside of what it can predict that is the one that determines that, oh, they won't launch the nukes, so I don't need to. But oh, because it, that could be that one unpredictable thing at the end. Do you think we're going to see a nuke in our lifetime? I do too. I'm scared of it. I'm real scared. Mm. Has, when was the last nuke? 1930s, 1940s? 40s. 40s. 45. So there's really one generation of people old enough to die that hasn't seen a nuke, which is what the bo- the boomers, right? Maybe. I think it's the boomers. I think boomers are. Anyways, I'm just scared I'll see a nuke. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Your history. Don't trust Alex. His history is he's not a historian. <laughs> Dude, my history is so good. He's a physicist. He's not a historian. I'm a chemist. Okay. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> Chemists, With who dabbles in physics. Here's the thing. Chemists care about electrons physicists care about neutrons okay and protons fair enough because oddly and enough muons. <laughs> oddly enough electrons decide so much of chemistry huh. like you can tell which elements are going to act the same by the outer shell of electrons that they have huh. and there's also trends when it comes to electron the the way the periodic table is set up is genius there's so much you can tell from how it's set up Not only is it set up in a way of, you know, it's set up from one proton to the most protons, which is the basic way you look at it, but it's also set up for electronegativity. There's a trend towards fluorine. Fluorine is the most electronegative atom. And going down and left, it gets less and less electronegative. (laughs) And then also down and left is atomic radius because as it gets less electronegative, it pulls on the electrons less because it's attracting negative charge less. So it tends to become a bigger atom. So if you look at the basic periodic, ignoring the 6F rows, the 5F and 6F rows, the farther down and left you go, the bigger the atom gets. There's another one, atomic radii, but that deals with side. There's another thing that it goes with. But the way the periodic table is set up, it's beautiful. That's interesting. You just look down a row. I I think it's like, I I forget the ones, but like the ones on the far right, those are neon or they're... uh, Noble gases, which means they don't react, but they do react. There's a new name for them now, but we still usually call them noble gases. And we call them that because they all have eight valence electrons, which is their outer shell, which means it's full, which means it doesn't necessarily want to do anything. So it usually doesn't react. It has to be under very certain conditions. And every way from right to left, besides some of the transition metals, all of the ones that go down in a straight line all react the same. It's crazy. That is really cool. See, these are all the things that God didn't want us to figure out, so that's why he confused us with language. Go find out the story on Patreon. <laughs> find it out. Dude, also check out the best telling of the Bible. Guy's Life <laughs> Guy's Life Application Study Bible. The most ridiculous translation I've it's ever not, heard. It's the most 
real. It's, it's the most Gen Alpha translation I've ever fucking heard. It is the most readable version. I bet in the Gen Alpha version, Jesus is called the Rizzler or some <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> and thus was born the Rizzler. Rizzler capitalized. Yeah. So to end this off here, the very last thing I was thinking with the traffic thing, when those people ram up on your ass and they're just fucking following you for no reason, you're already going over the speed limit. And then they, you finally get that little break where there's just enough space for them to think they can get ahead. And they floor it past you. Yep. But they get in front of you. And then, and slow then down? they have to slow down. Yeah. Because, well, for one, they're fucking retarded. But two, and more importantly, they are not capable of using cause and effect judgment in being able to tell the speed that they are going and tell that they are approaching a car who is not moving as fast as them and that the distance closing in between these two moving objects is less than the time it is going to take you to have to slow down without braking. And they don't realize that somehow when I've already realized it and I haven't changed speeds for an hour because people are predictable. Yeah. They are creatures of habit. They don't... D you are not making the first unique decision as a driver in any spot, in any vehicle, anywhere in the world. You are one of millions of people who have made the exact same decision at the exact same spot. And so there has to be a rule that can dictate, and it might be incredibly complex, one that we're not capable of understanding yet. But there has to be a rule because it is this sort of intelligence system. It's a flow of information that. We've developed algorithms that can understand it mostly so far. We have self-driving cars that can predict what is the most likely thing that's, that's going to happen based on what it's observing in real time. So what I want to know is what it would take to get that technology to a point where it could devise a rule that can predict it even more accurately to the point of being able to tell like, oh, when a person is doing this, they're most likely going to try to get over. I know because how to people tell. can't be trusted to make the same decisions because they fail every time. I, I learned this in my driving wait, class. Wait, this is where the AI needs help. Okay. Right now, the AI sees object and says object has, you know, one of a few things that it will do. And if it does this, I'll do this, yep. you know, to avoid accident. But what it's not taking into account is the volume of the car. <laughs> and when we find that out, what? The size, the size of the car. The oh. size of the car is how they drive. So once, dude, oh wow, I yeah. just yeah, that I could saw, be a key component. Of I that saw it break equation. Away. They're not thinking of it, Ben. We thought of it. We thought of it first. We'll sell them our idea once we figure out what it is. But it'll be able to see a car, the make, model, and size, and be able to determine the IQ and that IQ's probability of what they're going to do next. Yeah. And it, it's not like it would be like 100% right because that's not really possible, but it, it, it would be able to have 70. enough of a database where it could, if, if there was a way to scientifically determine a correlation between the size of the vehicle and the capability of the driver, then it would 100% be able to, based off of all the data that it has pre-existing, plus the information that it's pulling in real time, be able to calculate a probability of what the most likely thing is going to happen based on what it's seeing right then and with the advancements of computer processing it will only be able to do that faster and faster and with more ease i would trust the ai to make the better decision because people have already proven themselves incapable yeah. they already can't do it 
I, in that driving course I took, I read that two out of every 20 decisions per minute that every driver makes is incorrect. <laughs> that was pretty nice. That's a good number. And I was like, out of 20. Huh? That's pretty crazy. Every minute. But that also means 90% of the decisions are right. Still bad enough. Not good enough. Not, not when, well, but then again, I drive a lot. I, I yeah. probably have every day of 2023. I feel like I probably had at least an hour and a half of driving at minimum. An hour and a half? At least. Every day? At least. Jesus. On an average, I would say an hour and a half. And that's including all my trips to Virginia and Charleston and elsewhere. I would say at least an hour and a half if I was to take the entire length of time I drove all of 2023 of any vehicle and averaged it into like 365 days. I would estimate at least an hour and a half per day. So I see a lot. I've seen a lot of crazy shit on the, on the roads. And I have never thought about it more than I have this year. But now I kind of think that it might be able to be something more predictable than we know. We just aren't there yet. And that is that AI will be able to predict it in some capacity. Literally predicting, quote unquote, the future. Maybe. I want to end it with one thing. Yeah. Another crazy thing about the universe and chess. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I've been wanting to come back all the time. The earth, or sorry, the universe is 13.8 billion years from what we know. 13.8 billion years old. Okay which is 1.81 times 10 to the 16th seconds year, years old. 10 to the 16th is a huge number. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, a billion times 365 for days, times 60 for minutes, times 60 for seconds. That's what we're talking about. 1.81 times 10 to the 16th. There are 10 to the 120 possible chess games, which means if there was a game of chess played every second from the beginning of the universe until now, we would have made less than a 1% dip, dip in the amount of total chess games made. You should look in uh, to Go. Look into what? The game of Go. It's the oldest board game. Oh, maybe I will. I and, like old games. And it's like, it's like the one that, what, the AI that solved the protein folding problem is the one that it, it first learned how to play Go. It learned by playing Go. That's pretty cool. Which it, I, don't, I don't even, it's like a Chinese game on a board where there's like, I don't even know the, the number of combinations on it, but you should look into that. I, I feel like you'd find that interesting. I know Stockfish, which is the biggest chess yeah. computer. It plays in a crazy amount. Um, let's see what it is. Stockfish games per minute. I think it plays, okay. It can calculate tens of millions of positions per second. <laughs> That's AI. Yep. Stockfish is a, it takes a supercomputer and yes, there's a supercomputer dedicated mm -hmm. to just chess. Yeah. So when, whenever you use chess.com, if you analyze your game and you see the moves, if you give it about 10 seconds, it's calculated hundreds of millions of possible moves <laughs> and the moves after that and the moves after that and the moves after that, and blah, 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 blah. That's crazy to me. And guess what? I make like, 70% of the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>